I didn't need the microphone, did I? No. <laughs> Welcome. Hey, it's good to see visitors. It's good to see our regulars here. Now, I know that a lot of people are away at the moment, and that I better move back. I'm echoing. I'm trying to speak it. Hey, um, I've been interesting stats, and I love things all to do with stats. And one of them was saying that this weekend, 46% more bookings. That means 46% more people have gone away this weekend than other weekends. Same time last year, even. Okay, so it must have been the weather that attracted people away. But I know, and you know, that people will be watching this because they're so diligent. While they're at the beach, they'll stop their time, they'll jump off their fishing boats, and they'll come in, and now watch the live stream of this. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> no, but they can watch it later because we know that family who aren't here are still part of our family. And so to them out there, we hope they're having a wonderful weekend away. What I'm going to do this morning, firstly, is do the notices. For those who enjoy getting out and meeting with the community and having a meal with the community. The community is on this coming Friday, and it starts at 6 o'clock in St. Luke's Church Hall. So if you are at a spare moment or just love getting out there to meet the, family, uh, the church family and the wider family and community family, come along and just enjoy a time of fellowship. And this time... And we don't need to provide anything. We just need to turn up. So please do. Life Plus Trust are looking, are going to have their AGM on the, this coming Wednesday, 7.30. They would like more trustees. If you would like to become involved in that ministry, please call Vanessa or email lifeplustrust at gmail.com. The shop is also looking for summer clothes. So if, there, if you've got those ones in your wardrobe that uh, because of COVID don't quite fit anymore and you want to put, give it to a worthy place, well, give it to the shop. They need them. And they also need some more volunteers to help serve in the shop. Please. Talking about volunteers... Is that Christmas period coming up again? And we need the services still of willing people on the door to do morning tea and all the other little jobs that go on around this place because guess what? We don't shut down. It might be a holiday, but we don't shut down because we are here all that time. So if you are available and want to do one of the duties over the holiday period and you are available... Please contact the office and let Audrey know and she'll slot you in. And as always, the box is down the back for your giving. So don't forget that nicely strategically placed on the sound box there as you walk past. Because, you know, this place still needs to keep running. Still needs money, and I know a lot of you give via the internet, but please, please remember to give. All right, let's just pray now. Oh Lord, we just thank you that no matter what we're going through in our lives at the moment, that you are ever present in it all. Lord, you have tasked us with something really simple. It's called loving you and loving each other. But the simplicity of it, Lord, sometimes makes it so hard because we look for more. But Lord, let's just be about what it is you ask us to be, and that is to love you and to love each other. Lord, what a brilliant thing that will be. And Lord, as we give of our time, 
We give of our resources. We give of our finances, Lord. We know that you multiply them and that you use them to such great degree and that, Lord, nothing given to you is ever given in vain. Lord, your word tells us to store up treasures in heaven and what a brilliant way that is to give of our time, our resources, our finances. So thank you, Lord, for the opportunities that you give to us to give. And Lord, thank you for all the opportunities that you place before us each day. What a wonderful experience life is with you. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Now, Colossians 3, 16 to 17 says, Let the message about Christ in all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. Wow. He richly blesses us each day. Sometimes we're so wrapped up in what we're doing that we fail to see what it is he is doing around us, in us, for us, and with us. So when we come to this time of worship shortly, I want you to think about what God has done for you this week, in the past, now, and hold on to those because when the rocky things happen in life, you need to be able to draw on that well, that well of experience and gratitude that you have. So as we do this morning, we'll worship with gratitude. We will, when we finish here and speak to each other in fellowship, we will speak in gratitude. And then we'll go out there and in gratitude to Christ through the world. So let us just join together for some worship. If you'd like to join us in some worship this morning, feel free to stand or sit where you are. Through the eyes of man it seems there's so much we have lost As we look down the road where all the prodigals have walked And one by one the enemy has whispered lies and let them off as slaves mercy, God of unrelenting love, rescue every daughter, bring us back the wayward sons, and by your spirit breathe upon them, show the world that you alone can save, that you Come alive, we call out to death. 
never alone and nothing stands between us and God. And our advocate is Jesus. He is all we need. Corinthians tells us 
but it was to ask that God revealed these things by his spirit. For his spirit searches out everything and shows us deep God's deep secrets. No one can know a person's thought except that person's own spirit. And no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. And we have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit, so that we can know the wonderful things God has freely given us. Wow. Isn't that amazing? But how does that make you feel? Does it, does it excite you? Does it make you want to get out and do something? Or does it make you think, hmm, maybe not. It might involve too much. Lucy talked about the Holy Spirit being the Ruach. And that refers to God being the breath, a wind, the life force that sustains everything. Holy Spirit, invisible, spiritual. It's the presence of God in our everyday life. It's like the wind, invisible, unpredictable, uncontrollable. But you can feel them. You can feel them inside here. God reveals truth and he makes it possible for us to believe and to understand the things of this world. And the only way to hear God's truth is through God's Spirit. That's our Holy Spirit. That's the Spirit He draws us in. We're just going to do um, Wairua Tapu. We're going to welcome Holy Spirit here this morning because he's, he's present. He wants to interact with us. He wants to be, be with us and, um, yeah, receive him this morning. Don't, don't close yourself off because he, he's here. He's ready. Holy 
Thank you, worship team. I was really blessed by that. The thing that sprung to mind in my mind, and I don't know about yours, was it almost felt like I was sitting around a campfire worshiping God, and it was brilliant. Thank you. Thank you very much. Those are the only apology in the whole thing was I put the words up, and I got it wrong. (laughs) So apologies for that. Scripture tells us, One day when the crowds were being baptized, Jesus himself was baptized. And as he was praying, the heavens opened and the Holy Spirit in bodily form descended on him like a dove. And a voice from heaven said, You are my dearly beloved son and you bring me great joy. Can you imagine if the Holy Spirit descended on us? I don't want to put us in the same place as Jesus, but Jesus said we can do as much as he did and even more. So imagine if the Holy Spirit descended on us and we heard him saying, this is my beloved and you bring me great joy. Well, it tell you the truth, it can happen. You've just got to be open to the Spirit. It's not this thing you go to and get out of a box every so often. It's not a thing you go to the supermarket and get another $10 worth. No. It's available to you all the time, every moment of every single day. You've just got to tap into it. It's Jesus and his ministry and his walk was guided by, led by the Holy Spirit, and it was present throughout his whole ministry good enough for me is it good enough for you if it's good enough for jesus it's certainly good enough for me so we should seek out search out that same guidance and that same power because remember jesus said in john 16 but in fact it is best for you that i go away because if i don't the advocate won't come if i do go away then i will send him to you and he has he's there available every moment every day for you just think it must be important because jesus said that he said he will send his advocate therefore he has done it because he is truth he does not waver he does what he says So shouldn't we then let the Spirit lead us in all things? Not just those big grand things, but the little things of the day. Yeah. 
When we first moved back to Hamilton in 92, I used to run past this place here, up here, along the side. Because we, Bay and I had this idea that we'd go around and check out a whole lot of churches right, and see what suited. Because we came from a Presbyterian church in Cook Hill. But I kept getting this incredible urge, this pull to this place. And that was the Spirit leading me here. And he has led me here. And all I can say is, poor you lot. You've got me. Now, the Holy Spirit has a lot of roles. And I just got a long list which I'm going to read out. It's not all of them, but it is many of them. He's our comforter. He's our guide. He's our advocate. He's our saviour. He's our redeemer. He's our counsellor. He's our teacher. He's our helper. He's our strengthener. He's our intercessor. And he does all of that for you without you having to crawl your way to him. You just have to ask, and he will do it. Because he makes such a difference in our lives, and we should let him, because he has been given to us for that purpose. This, uh, this morning we were singing about, in my mind, asking afresh, asking for the Spirit to fall on us. And if you really believe that, I'm expecting great things because when we say things like that and we pray for things like that, it does not go unanswered. I've lost my track, but I'll get to it in a minute. Hi. <laughs> this morning's sermon is about one of the other roles that the Spirit has, and that is to lead you. He leads you to all things. He led us here. But you know what? He's got another thing he does. He leads you into scary places. He leads you into places that you will be tested. He leads you into the unknown so that you grow stronger. And you have to rely on him more and more. Scary, eh? Since, since we are children of God, shouldn't we expect to be treated like the Son of God? He was led. Romans tell us we are led by the Spirit of God for we are children of God. So we will be led. There's nothing sure in this life that he will lead us. How much we allow him to is up to us because Jesus gave us choice. God gave us choice in all things. We can choose what we do. Now today's scripture is from Luke 4, starting at verse 4 and ending at 14. It's simply called Jesus led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Then Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan River. He was led by the Spirit in the wilderness, where he was tempted by the devil for 40 days. Jesus ate nothing at all that time and became very hungry. Then the devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell the stone to become a loaf of bread. But Jesus told him, No, the Scriptures say, People do not live by bread alone. Then the devil took him up and revealed to him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. I will give you the glory of these kingdoms and authority over them, the devil said because they are mine to give to anyone I please. I will give it all to you if you will worship me. Jesus replied, the scriptures say, you must worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil took him to Jerusalem, to the highest point of the temple, and he said, if you are the son of God, jump off. For the scriptures say, he will order his angels to protect and guard you, and they will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. Jesus responded, the scriptures also say, you must not test the Lord your God. When the devil had finished tempting Jesus, he left him until the next opportunity came. Then Jesus returned to Galilee, filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen.
just think, we just read before about him being, Jesus being baptized by John, confirmed by God, and the Holy Spirit descending on him. Next minute, he's being led into the wilderness. He's tempted, tested physically, emotionally, spiritually by that fellow called the devil for 40 whole days. Now, I like to find out what certain things mean. So here's a word called tempt. And you go to those really big, you know, some of the young people might not know what it is, they call dictionaries. You know, they've got words in them and meanings. To tempt someone means to entice or try to entice someone to do something they find attractive but know it's wrong or unwise. Or to have an urge or inclination to do something. Or to persuade someone to do something. That's what the devil does. He loves doing that. And if you look through the New Testament, there's lots of references to tempting or to trials. Trials and tempting can be interesting. Another perfectly good aside, totally not to do with what I'm preaching about, but hey, you know about number 40? Number 40 comes up a lot in the Bible. It's mentioned 146 times, if you're interested. 40. And it refers to a symbol, it symbolizes a period of testing or of trial. So 40 days, 40 years, there's lots of it in there. We had the Israelis in the desert for 40 years. We had Moses in Egypt for 40 years and in the desert for 40 years. And then he was up on Mount Sinai with God and given the Ten Commandments for 40 days and 40 nights and so on. So the total side. But I've got this little interest where I like to know these little funny little obscure things. But back to being led. It's a fact of life. Wilderness times will happen. Wilderness times are those where you feel alienated from everyone else. You feel apart from them. You don't quite fit in. You feel alone. Sometimes you feel abandoned by your friends. Sometimes you feel abandoned by God. Sometimes you're just wandering aimlessly, not knowing where to go. Sometimes you're just in that low place, both physically and mentally. When you're there, life looks pretty bleak. Imagine Jesus 40 days in the wilderness without food. Would you have survived? Imagine how low he was feeling physically, because he had taken on human form. Therefore, he was feeling everything we feel. We get hungry if we go for a few hours without food. And we're looking for the next bite. Forty days, no food. One thing I want to emphasize, though, was that the Spirit did not lead Jesus to temptation. He led him into the wilderness. Satan is the one who tempts, and he doesn't change this very day. Just a reminder, though, in James it says, I remember, and remember, when you are being tempted, do not say that God is tempting me. God is never tempted to do wrong, and he never tempts anyone else. Temptation comes from our own desires, which entice us and drag us away. And these desires give birth to sinful actions. And when sin is allowed to grow, it gives birth to death. My, what a bleak outcome it is, isn't it? We don't like to talk about the devil, but he's around and prowling. He is still tempting. You know what? We cannot make it through those temptations, those trials, those things on our own. Because... Our own abilities aren't enough. Our own resolve isn't enough. Even though we're determined we're going to get through this, it's not enough. We need 
divine help. And you know what? You can count on the devil showing up in those moments, as he showed up with Jesus. He tempts us. He'll tempt us to be selfish. He'll tempt us. He'll distract us. He'll encourage us to give in to those fears, give in to that anxiety. Don't trust in God. Trust in yourself. He can say, come on, there is an easy way. Follow me. Because he still uses that old saying, what he used back in the Garden of Eden. Did God really say that? I'm sure that's not what he meant. Maybe he meant, yeah. And he's distracted. But you need to know that he is a liar and he is a thief. And his agenda is to steal and kill and destroy what God has for your life. Don't let him in. Yeah. I won't uh, name the company because this is live streaming and you can't do that sort of thing, but there was a company years ago in the 70s that came up with things like, just do it. It's up to you. Greatness is not born, it's made. Truth is greatness for us all. All those sorts of things. And I'm sure that led a lot of people along the path of self. Trusting things in the world like, oh, yeah. If I do it on my own strength, I'll be right. I'll get there. If I only had a little bit more money, I'll be right. <sighs> Not always the way out of the predicament. But you know, no matter what predicament we're in, God gives us a way out. As Corinthians that says, the temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. And God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. That's where we need to be in tune with the Spirit. And the Spirit shows us these alternatives and encourages us to take them. And not always look like the easy path. That choice thing again. That's us choosing to trust him, follow him, be led by him, guided by him, no matter what the circumstances. And you know what the outcome is? You get stronger. James says, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any time come your way, consider an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. You grow in these circumstances. You grow. And that's what the Spirit is doing for you. Hey, don't let get me wrong. The wilderness isn't a nice place. It's not a fun place. It's a place where you don't really want to be. But unfortunately, in this thing called life, they're ups and downs. In our scriptures today, Jesus was tempted in three different ways. Turn stones into bread, worship the things of this world, and the misuse of Scripture. If you summarize all of that, what the devil wanted him to do was substitute God's power for something else. You know what? He didn't submit, just as we shouldn't submit. And he used this wonderful power that is given to all of us via the Spirit. And it is the thing called Scripture. Jesus rebukes the devil with Scripture. And he didn't hesitate. He did it promptly. Hebrews 4 says, For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desire. He answered with the word. Can you? How well do you know your word? Ephesians 6 says, for us to take up the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. So we need to know our Scriptures to 
before he hit the wilderness time. Not during, not after, but before, because then we are equipped. Because Ephesians 6, 10 to 20, tells us of the armor of God and how we must put it on each day so that we're ready for what comes. And do we? Or do we just bumble into each day? Because when we have it, we're ready to stand our ground because the scripture tells us to stand and we're ready. And, it, and during that time, we can remind ourselves of the promises that God has for us. We can't do that unless we're prepared. John 8 says, Jesus said to the people who believed him, you are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teaching and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And the only way to know the truth is with the Spirit's help and is reading and interpreting and understanding and using Scripture. So how do we go about preparing? Sounds really simple, but it's hard. We've got to firstly spend time alone with God. And do we? How long? We've got to learn to hear from the Spirit but we tend to spend time listening to the Spirit. We've got to spend time in God's Word, not just reading it, but digesting it, mulling over it, meditating on it. We need to spend time in fellowship with other committed believers, talking about things, blessing each other, praying for each other. We need to also spend time in prayer because the Father listens to us. And we also need to spend time singing and praising God, as we did this morning. Because God won't do anything things for us. It's up to us to want to do it. He will not make us spend more time with him. He will not make us spend time in his word. He will not make us be an active part of this church. He will not make us sit down and talk to our fellow believers. He will not make us sing praises to him. That's something we choose to do and that is something that shows how committed we are. You know, Jesus went into the wilderness as in human form. And in doing so, he knows what it's like go through suffering. Hebrews 4 tells us, this high priest of ours understands our weaknesses, for he faced all the same testings we do, yet he did not sin. I'm afraid I can't say that even though I have been through a number of testings. Maybe that's why I have to go through them time and time again, because I don't learn. I'm a slow learner. I often say that God needs a four by two, for those who don't know, that's a bit of timber. Whack me around the head. Say, listening this time? No. Because uh, I'm e easily led back into my own little ways. But I'm growing, even though it's taken a long time. Just because we follow Jesus doesn't mean we get to go past go and get the free get-out-of-jail-free card. It will be a trial because Matthew 5 says, for he gives sunlight to both the evil and the good and he sends rain on the just and the unjust alike. So it's not just us, it's everybody in this world will suffer. Everybody will have wilderness time. Everybody will have trials. Amazing, huh? The Spirit led Jesus to the wilderness. He led him through the wilderness. And he led him out the other side of the wilderness. And he will do the same for you. If you're in that wilderness time then, I can't tell you how long it's going to be, but he will lead you out, just as he did for Jesus. Luke wants you to know, if you read that scripture closely, that Jesus went into that wilderness full of the Holy Spirit. And when he came out, he came out in the power 
of the Holy Spirit. That's for us too. We can be led in to this wilderness by the Holy Spirit. Imagine that. Full of it. In tune with the Spirit. But when we come out, imagine how much more power we have because of our association and relationship with the Spirit. Not of what we do, but of what the Spirit is doing in each of our lives. You want it? Now you have it. Don't go asking for wilderness time, Tom. Try to skip that bit and go to the power. Yeah. God is at work in your life. He's at work in the trials, the temptations, the difficulties. But he has given us his spirit. So stand firm. Stand strong. Do not fear. You must believe that you will be victorious. If you do not believe, then what use is that? Believe that you will come out. Believe that you will be strong. Even in those times of doubt, that is difficult, but that is what he aims for. Wow, see this. Wow, the power of the Spirit can be yours. Victory can be yours. First Thessalonians says, For our gospel did not come to you merely in word, but in power and in the Holy Spirit and with full conviction. Now Matthew and Mark tell us that after Satan left them, Jesus was ministered to by angels. And if God sent his angels to minister to Jesus, won't he do the same to you? They may be divine, they may be human, but they will be there. But that's a totally different sermon when they join me. You know, I don't know whether you're in the wilderness time. I don't know whether you're on the mountaintop time. The person next to you may not know. How do we know? We have so much trust in each other that we let each other know that it's not a good time. Because you know what? The greatest thing and the greatest hindrance that we have is our mouth. We can say, oh, no, I'm not feeling so great today. And then that leads open to prayer and we can help. But you can also say, I'm right, even though you're not. And how often do you say when someone says, how are you today? Good. When you're having a really rotten day. But just imagine if you said to them, oh, well, you know, it's really terrible. I'm in this terrible time. Blah, 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 blah. And the person sits and says, mm. We, the listeners, also have to share with the person in the wilderness time. Because often part of the therapy is the fellowship with your fellow believers. And in that time, you just keep quiet and listen. And that's a help. So this morning, there is an invitation. If you're in that place, if you're feeling in that wilderness period, if you're feeling down, then do not say, I'm all right. I'm okay. No. Say, I'm not that great today. I could do with a bit of prayer. I could do with a conversation. I could do with you just sitting there with me. So don't be shy and afraid. That's why we are a family. That is why we are believers together and under one Lord. Please. We are here. Please, the Spirit is here. Please, our gift of prayer is here. Please, utilize it. That's what we're here for. So if you feel the need, please come and see me. Come and see somebody. Don't just leave it there because it's not going to help you one iota to keep it. A shared is a help. Let's pray. Oh, Lord, as we commit ourselves more and more to you each day, 
Lord, we're aware that there are many obstacles that get in the way. Lord, there are things that stop your blessings coming forth. Lord, there are things that aren't of you, that somehow, through choices, through circumstances, through just life, things get in the way. So, Lord, we thank you that your spirit is with us and that is contained in us and in each other. And, Lord, together we can work our way through the wilderness. Lord, if we allow you your way, if we allow you to lead us through it, Lord, thank you, thank you that we can call upon you. Thank you, Lord, that we can call upon each other. It's very similar to loving you and loving each other. It's as simple as that. So thank you, Lord, for this time. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing. Thank you for all you do. Now, our band's going to be here and just play play shortly. But I want to end with a blessing from Ephesians. Ephesians 3, and I love it. And you may love it because it is an amazing piece of scripture. And it says, I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. And may his word bless you as you speak to each other after the service and over drinks and over coffee. Thank you this morning.
your role this week is quite simple. Because you are blessed, be a blessing to someone else. Pass it on. Pay it forward. Please do. So enjoy your fellowship time this morning. Enjoy coffee. Enjoy chatting with each other. Remember, those who want to come and talk to, to me about stuff, I'll be here. Okay. Have a blessed rest of the day, rest of the long weekend, and just walk in God's blessings.